welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a weekly podcast made by gamers for gamers. We discuss retro gaming and issues that gamers care about. We also review indie games and popular titles. Here are your hosts, Bad Gamer Bishop, Bad Gamer Garrick, and Bad Gamer Crowley. Wait, do these idiots not know what anonymous means? Get good scrubs. Anonymous is a word in the dictionary. That's all I know. I don't really know what it means. I don't know the meaning of anything. But what is the meaning of life? What is the meaning of words? We assign these things, and I don't know. Welcome to the show. This is Bad Gamers Anonymous, and I am your host, Mr. Crowley, uh, as uh, uh, as I am every week. Sometimes. I don't know what I am. I don't know why I'm here. Garrick is still on hiatus. Uh, I don't know what that word means either. It's a big word. I need to get a dictionary. Uh, so in his stead this week, we have another very special guest, someone who's in our Discord all the time. Uh, it, it talks a lot uh, about some of the games he plays, and he's always got uh, uh, you know good things to say about the show. So we thought we'd bring him on, and he can see just how bad we truly are. It's Curtis. Curtis, welcome to the show. Hello, bad gamers. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, it's it's good to have you on. You're 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 you know pretty active in the Discord, and and uh, you've been playing a game that I've been wanting to get my hands on for a while, and I just have a backlog of games that I can't play because I got other games that are up. So you know, I figured I'd have you on, and we could talk about the game I want to play that I can't play because I got too much going on. <laughs> surviving Mars. Yes, Surviving Mars. We'll talk about that this week. We're also going to talk about uh, games as a service. And uh, RTS games in general. Uh, Garrick should be back next week, everybody. Just as a side note, uh, and I'm sure he'll he'll let everybody know why he was gone. Uh, so you know, stay tuned for that next week. Uh, stay tuned. You're on a podcatcher, like whatever. You know what I meant. Uh, so Curtis, welcome to the show. What are you playing, man? Like what what have you been up to? What are you playing uh, besides surviving Mars? Well. I've been playing a lot of Battlefront 2, um, and I'm still playing my uh, Elite Dangerous game, which I'm sure that nobody else is playing that listens to this podcast, but the game I like. Uh, Battlefront uh, 2 and Elite Dangerous, those are like two games nobody's playing, I don't think, are they? <laughs> yeah, I, there's a lot of newbies, I think, playing on, on Battlefront 2 right now, I think, because my skill level's suddenly gotten better, so... <laughs> well, there you go, I mean... Uh, so, so there were some changes that were in Battlefront 2 that just recently happened. We didn't talk about it on the show because I stopped caring about all things Battlefront. Uh, the Last Jedi kind of sucked, in my opinion, and I was just like, eh, stop caring about Star Wars for a minute. But they, they changed some things. Like, Are you familiar enough with the changes to like be like, yeah, I mean, I know they overhauled the, the progression system. Like, what, What's new in, in, in the Battlefront 2 area? Yeah, I can't say I'm necessarily impressed with the changes <laughs> I still play because I like the game. It's Star Wars and it's a first-person shooter, so yeah, no, and that's and that's fair. I love Star Wars. I love Star Trek. There hasn't really, you know, I guess these big IPs just still have nothing. And I've said it many times on the show. They they have failed to impress me when it comes to uh, the video game area. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I've been playing. Thanks for asking. Uh, not Seaman Thieves, that's for sure. That game sucks. Uh, but I have been playing Madden and NHL with Jonesy still. And uh, Far Cry 5, which we'll be talking about next week with Garrick. Far Cry 5 will be the uh, April game of the month. Uh, well, if I, if I might interject, I do think the graphics of... Uh, what's that game called again? Oh, Sea of Thieves. Seaman Thieves? Look pretty, <laughs> they look pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I know there was a little bit of a debate going on about the graphics, but I actually think they look pretty decent. I, I just don't like the stylized graphics. Like, that's my big thing is I don't like stylized graphics. And, and this was over the top stylized, over the top cartoony. That And every like, time I said it, like, Cab would just get more pissed. So there, it was a bonus. Well, just out of curiosity, do you like the realistic ones the most? Or? I, I, I do. I, 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 I do. And I think the reason for that, I may have touched on this on previous shows. I think the, the reason I, I, I enjoy the real graphics so much is because I grew up in 8-bit, man. So it was always trying to get that. It was always trying to capture that realism. That, that you just couldn't get with 8-bit and 16-bit and then 64-bit. You just couldn't get that. And now you can, so I don't understand why in this era where you can make things look so real. Like, I, we'll talk about it next week with Far Cry 5, but, the like, even the eyes, man. Oh, in the, oh they just look so I, I hear you. I, I, I used to feel that way, too, but I've gotten to the point now I actually appreciate some of the, the, uh, the cartoony stuff. Yeah, and you know, it probably wouldn't be so bad if Seaman Thieves didn't suck so hard, but it does. It's just an awful, awful, awful game that nobody should ever play. Uh, speaking of things that nobody should ever play, let's talk about games as a service. Let's just let's just get right into games as a service. I mean, you brought up Seaman Thieves. I think just to help our listeners understand the discussion, I think we should probably define what games as a service is. It is uh, providing video games or game content on a continuing revenue model, similar to a, to software as a service. Uh, games as a service are ways to monetize video games either after their initial sale or to support a free-to-play model. And I think that this works best in a free-to-play model. Uh, the, the, the games as a service template works best there. It also works best in an MMO where you're not spending $60 for a triple a title. You're spending what? $15 a month. And you've got a ton of content. Like there's a ton of content in final fantasy 14. There's a ton of content in wow. There's years worth of content. Like you can spend years at these games. So that's a game as a service. But when you talk about when you talk about games as a service with with console titles that are not MMOs, you're looking at at RPGs. If you can even call Seaman Thieves an RPG, uh, the games as a service doesn't make sense. Curtis, what do you like? Just give me your initial thoughts on games as a service. Well, it depends on what the service is. Okay, like, I mean if it <clears throat> if it adds additional. If I'm hooked on a game that I really like, let's say compared to like Game of Thrones, you're hooked to the show, right? Sure. You can't wait till the next season. So if I'm hooked on a game and they come out with something new that uh, adds to the enjoyment of the game, then why not? I'm cool with it. Okay. Now. But, but what yeah. if what if you're the only one that's really hooked on that game and you and you spend that $60 for that AAA title? And then you're the only one hooked on the game and you're like, yeah, I'll drop another I'll drop another 20, 30 bucks for the for the DLC. Well, is the addition is the new play experience worth the extra 20, 30, whatever dollars it is? I guess. Like, is it? Well, I, it all depends. Like on Elite Dangerous, uh, a bunch of players and fans, not all of them, but a lot of them have been waiting for space light. Basically, you know, be able to walk around your ship and stuff like that. Maybe even the uh, space stations. But we're still waiting for it. And maybe that may not entertain you, but I would find that entertaining. 
because it would be cool to walk around space station kind of uh, like you know watching an expanse or something i i suppose but let's let's take let's uh, i i don't want to use semen thieves as the example but but i can uh and if i were to use semen thieves as the example then you buy a triple a title at 60 dollars and there's literally no content in it with with the proviso from the software uh, from the developers and from Microsoft saying, uh, it's coming. We're gonna, you know, it's a games as a service. We're gonna be putting more content in. Like, don't worry about it, guys. Like, I we get we we know this is just fetch quests. It's okay because you know there'll be DLC later. Now I don't know if Seaman C- Thieves is gonna charge for that DLC, but I would imagine that they probably will. Oh, maybe they said they won't. I'm not that invested in the game to know one way or the other, nor do I care. Uh, let, let's take let's take Star Citizen for for uh, for example. Yeah, like this is a game that is basically a game as a service, right? Like you, it, it does appear to be that way. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played it, but I've, I've seen a Reddit. Uh, right. So uh, the developer, the guy, wants to do a ton of stuff to the game, and he's like, "Just keep giving me money, guys, and I'll get it in there. Keep giving me money, and I'll get it in there." But there's no guarantee that he's going to. So at what point is game is games as a service a scam? And at what point should gamers care? Well, I think we're at the point now. I understand I'm a bad gamer, but I think we're at the point now that we should care, right? Well, I think you should care. And I think if, if the publisher of the game isn't uh, rewarding uh, the people that buy the games, then they shouldn't be getting the business. But that's up to the you know, people making the purchase decisions, uh, excuse me, decisions. Sure. No, and you're right, but uh, dude, don't worry about it. Like, seriously, I can't pronounce words on this show, so you're fine. Well, welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. Um, <laughs> but doesn't this, I mean, let's just talk about how this affects the gaming industry. A- 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 like, does, do, doesn't games as a service reward crappy developers? Like the developers of Seaman Thieves. Like, that's a crappy game. I don't care how much fun you're having with your friends doing the same thing over and over and over. And while Cab may be able to do it over and over and over for the last year off and on through alpha and beta testing and now the release of the game, I did it for four hours and I'm like, I have no desire to ever go back to this game. Talking to Garrick, he's like, I'll never pick this game up again. Like, I played it. I had fun with it for, you know, the limited amount of time I was in it. And now I'll never go back because this game is just, it's not, it's not, it's not that good. So does it, well, I mean, if you spent $60 on a game and you only got four hours out of it, like I always talk about how content in a game anymore is only what, 10 to 12 hours, right? Like a story is 10 to 12 hours. Final Fantasy games, RPGs back in the day, you, you, you dump 90 to a hundred to, to 200 hours in a game, finding all the little stuff. That's unheard of anymore. Sea of Thieves just does not appeal to you and doesn't appeal to Garrick, but there's some people that... No, you're right. There's a... There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a there's, sure. Okay, but Battlefront 2, games as a service. That didn't work out for EA very well, did it? I mean, at uh, some point, no. at some point, there's an they start to overreach. And, and, oh, yeah, they do. And I think we've reached that point. I think developers need to understand that. And putting out a game like Seaman Thieves, where there's zero content, like that's an for me, that's an overreach. And I don't understand why gamers get so upset over Battlefront 2 and EA's loot box and over monetization of the game. But then they don't get upset when they spent $60 to to play Seaman Thieves. 
Like it's it's the same thing. You just spent sixty dollars to do nothing in a game. I can't comment on these because I've never played it. No, 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 no. Curtis, on this show, on this show, it, it's <laughs> it's semen thieves. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know, man. I I don't know. I, uh, then let's talk about release day patches. I can't remember the last time I played a game that didn't have a release day patch. But no, it's, uh, oh, it's, it doesn't have a release day patch. No, they all do. Every game does anymore. That's what I'm saying. I mean, so games is a service. Part of what you pay for. With these, with this DLC content, isn't it? Isn't it for the developers to continue to, to uh, uh, support the game afterwards, after launch? Because you know, I, before before I, games as a service, we couldn't we we couldn't do it. What I will say that I do agree that uh, publishers of games have a tendency to not appreciate their customers as much as they should. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I would agree. I would agree with the, with that general statement. Now, as far as games as a service, if if the publisher is treating the customer fine, and but are they? Okay. Are, it, we have. Okay, so you'd have to ask individual individual customer. Every customer is different, and I, I suppose that's true. But I think I mean, if, if gamers can unite and tell EA we're not going to buy loot boxes in Battlefront Two, why can't we unite and be like we're spending sixty dollars for your AAA title? Why do we have to spend more? Like, Shouldn't you be playing Star Wars uh, Empire uh, Emperor's theme music when you talk about uh, EA or <laughs> right? They are they they are Palpatine. That is that is for sure. I I don't know. Look, it also incentivizes uh, developers to hold back content, write half a story, or otherwise curtail aspects of a game. For example, Battlefront Two. Yeah, we're gonna put a story mode in. Oh, congratulations! You 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 got through that story in three or four hours. Oh, don't worry. We got more story coming. Now oh, we got more story coming. But you know, loot boxes—that's how we're going to keep that story coming. And then the movie hit, right? Yeah, well, loot boxing was a horrible. <laughs> right. So the movie hit, and right before the movie hit, oh, here's some more content. Here's some story for you. We're going to fill in a hole in the movie. It's not a big hole, but we're going to give you something. And since then, has there been any new story? The answer to that. Question. I haven't even finished the first one. Actually, yeah, the, the answer to that question is no. There is. There's no new story. None. I I mean, I get they suspended loot boxes, but is that what they're going to say? Uh, we can't hire voice actors to do this because we couldn't afford it. You're Star Wars. You, you, you've got more money than God. I'm fairly confident you can afford to pay some voice actors for a couple hours worth of work. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely. And then what is Sea of Thieves going to add? Like, if... If Cab's argument is the game is good as it is, what are they going to add? Lore? Well, they're selling that separately for thirty bucks. Again, games as a service. It's just it, to me, it's just over monetization of games. Now, on, on our Discord channel, this got into uh, I won't say a heated debate because it's not really ever a heated debate with me. I just kind of laugh because <laughs> it's it's gaming. There are more things in the in the world that are more important uh, than than gaming. Far more important. Than uh, but uh, Cab uh, thought that it, I was slamming capitalism. I'm not slamming capitalism by saying games as a service is a horrible business model. I'm saying that the effects of this business model have ramifications uh, both in the gaming industry 
uh, and, and uh, to the individual gamer. And they're not good ramifications. These consequences are, are bad. That it, 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 it rewards crappy publishers. It rewards lazy developing. It re- rewards lazy story writing. Just finish a story, man. Like, if you want to give me another story on top of that afterwards, I'm all for it. But don't don't do don't do that. Well, here's part of a story, and then we'll give you the rest of the story in increments later on. No, that's just lazy. And certainly don't release a game with no story in it. <coughs> Seaman thieves, seriously, that's just again that's just laziness. It's it's poor developing. So there are, there are there are, there are negative consequences. Now, how does this affect gamers? Well, the easy answer is right in the pocketbook, right? Like it's gonna it's gonna take more money from us. So not only are we paying $60 for a AAA game, now you're going to spend $60 for that AAA game. They're going to, they're going to, if you want different clothes, two, three, four, five, $10, you want, you want the, you want the, the, the season pass, 20, 30, $40. I mean, now, now you're up to a hundred, what, 140, 150 bucks. And if you want everything in the game, it's probably going to cost you, you know, another, another 20 bucks. So you're up to what? 180 bucks It's three times the cost of the game. So you could have bought two other AAA titles for the same amount. Now, granted, you're right, Curtis. You said earlier that if you like the game, what's it matter, right? Yeah, I I totally. I mean, like we you had mentioned that uh, Surviving Mars was a little too expensive for the the premium package, and at first I I disagree with you, but stepping back, I have to agree that it was overpriced a little bit. Right. Sometimes, yeah. But I was willing to pay it, so. Yeah. And then, and that's just. I guess it boils down to what are we willing to pay, and what are we willing to do as, as gamers. I, I just, I don't know. I think it's changed gaming from what it once was. Instead of, the thirty or forty hours of story time, you're down to ten to twenty hours of story time. The stories feel incomplete. There are all kinds of glitches and bugs in games anymore. And then that that day one patch, though, we're gonna take care of it for you. Yeah, we shipped an incomplete product, but don't worry about it. We're going to take up another two to four to ten gigs of hard drive space on your console or on your computer to fix it. But don't worry about it. It just seems a little ridiculous. But unfortunately, it seems like games as a service are here to stay. So unless we begin to reject this business model uh, wholeheartedly, and we saw some of this with Battlefront 2, it's just going to continue. And you'll have people like Cab that will that will tell you that you're slamming cap look i'm a capitalist man i am all for the free market go for i go hog wild i don't care everybody has as long as everybody has the same opportunity to get rich i'm for it i let's let let's go but this it's not a good model it's just not and and when you overreach like we saw with battlefront 2 i think you're gonna you're gonna see the backlash but I think they overreached with Seaman Thieves, and people still seem to like that crap of a game. It's just a turd. It's just a turd of a game. Ugh, just a turd. That's all I have to say about games as a service. Curtis, you want to throw anything in there? Games as a service? You want to, you know. If you like it, buy it. If you don't, don't buy it. See, you're more easygoing than I am. I'm like, down with, let's burn this thing to the ground, baby. And you're like, no, let's just maybe, you know, write him a harshly worded letter. <laughs> uh, I'll, send a, I'll send a really 
mean text. There you go. You're like you're like the Canadian to the West. Um, let's talk about let's talk about uh, real time uh, strategy games. Let's talk about RTS. Let's talk about something that I enjoy. I really like RT, RTSs. I, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm a big RTS. Like, there's gonna be people who listen to this podcast. They're gonna be like, "Can I speed this up?" Because <laughs> all we've heard so far is Crowley rant about games as a service, and now he's gonna tell us about real time strategy games. That's right. <laughs> I don't care. I love them. I love them. Uh, so Curtis, what are some of your favorite? Uh, strategy games of all time now we'll get into like sub genres and whatnot and i don't care like just what are your favorite ones of all time uh sim city the original um i like to sims medieval of all things um elite dangerous and um actually i have to put uh, surviving mars up there now i finally found the game is as good as the original sim city but obviously with better you know technology and stuff right programming but i see yeah. command and conquers on your list too oh yeah 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 forgot about that, Man, that command and conquer that i love i yeah. loved that. <laughs> that right was, i used to love command and conquer back in the day man that would take up it hours was, it was like tiberian sun or something like yeah. that yeah back when i you, mean wasn't games wasn't as a, part of the command and conquer yeah i think so i didn't you know, like that was back when games as a service meant you're gonna buy the expansion <laughs> like i'm okay i'm like my name's mixed up uh yeah, so the, my some of my favorite ones, SimCity, the original, of course. That's that's like the granddaddy of them all, right there. That's uh, one of the best ones ever. Star Wars: Empire at War, I love that game. Uh, Shogun Two: Total War, I love that. Uh, and then my favorite of all time, any strategy game, hands down, Final Fantasy Tactics. Now that somebody will probably say that's more of an RPG, but whatever. There was more strategy involved in that game than most RTSs. I really like that one. I like that one a lot. Um, so there are different subgenres of this. There's the 4X. There's artillery. There's the the the, the real time tactics. Uh, there's your MMORTSs and your MOBAs. I hate MOBAs. Like, did you ever play uh, League of Legends? Uh, never, never played it. Yeah, I mean, I I tried once, and then DC had a MOBA for about ten minutes, and then that went away. I don't know if they were gonna get sued, but they like that went away re- relatively quickly. I played that one for a little bit. I, it's not a big MOBA guy. It's not a big not. I'm not a tower defense guy either. Like I don't like I don't care about tower defense game. That's not my jam. Uh, not. I'd be open to one. Yeah, I tried them. Go for it, man. Like, there's all kinds of tower defense games out there. I just suck at them, probably. And then there's your TBS games, your TBT, and your RTS. So there you go. There's, there's your rundown of all your subgenres. Now we're going to get into the meat, the meat of this podcast. We're going to talk about Surviving Mars. Because I know you've been playing it, Curtis, and I know Mike from uh, the Cantina cast has been playing it. And, like, the two of you there for a couple of days you guys were going back and forth talking about strategies and what you guys were doing and so just give me the overall flavor of this game like give me a quick thirty thousand foot view of this game what is this game about it is a slow moving game and so if if you're a person that really wants to action this is not the game for you (laughs) but there's if you like civ uh simulations this might be the game for you because it has all the micromanaging and the, uh, keeping up on resources and keeping track of your population. It has all a lot of details that can get overlooked and 
if you know it can affect your game or it may not affect your game it all, all depends but it's um it's it's, it's very challenging but it's fun right. you can get a little you, you can get, i i will say this you can get a little fatigued playing it from time to time so what is this game about you you you're starting what a colony on mars and you have to make it survive well basically you, you yeah you start in orbit and then you, you and you, you scan an area to get an idea of where you land. You're looking for resources, water, metal, and concrete. And uh, you want to land as close to the resources as you can uh, because you're going to have to gather these resources. And it's easier to gather resources and obtain the resources um, in a centralized spot. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, it does. So you're, you're yeah. So you're, you're basically trying to find the best place with the most resources in the smallest area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When you first start the game, you're going to have some choices. There's going to be a quick start, a new game and a quick start in a new game section. The quick starts like a tutorial. And I don't know, most tutorials don't work very well, but I recommend trying it for about 15 minutes to get an idea of how the controls work and then go to a new game. And when you start the new game, you're going to have a map view of a square area on Mars. And well, this is after you made some other choices, but I'm talking about the real playing of, of the game. You got to scan and probe for resources. And you only have like two probes to start with. And those are immediate, uh, they give you uh, information immediately. Well, scanning can take a long time. So you kind of have to strategize your time, how you want to do it. Because you can stay in orbit for a long time because there's no colonist on the ship. So you got to, you know, make a strategy of how much time you want to spend looking for these resources. So, and then you land um, near the resources, and then there's a way of gathering them. You have to learn the mechanics of doing that in order to make a good uh, guess of where you want to land. So... Let me ask you this. This, this so you you said you have to spend fifteen minutes in the tutorial, right? Is it? No, you don't have to. No, but I, I, does the tutorial help you if you don't do it? Like, are you okay, or or do you really need it? Like you said, this game's pretty in depth, with far as micromanaging and, and that kind of stuff. So, like, does is the tutorial really well, helpful, or can I skip it and be like, ah, let's just go right into the game? You can skip it. Okay. So it's not like overly complicated as far as controls go. Oh, the controls are clunky. They're going to take a while to get used to. So the tutorial would help me. <laughs> yes. No. Like, I, like I, if you're going to, you could, you could play it without it. I would just recommend spending 15, 20 minutes on it. Now. Okay. So like, if you were going to, if you were going to, uh, kind of tell me like the controls, if you're going to compare them to what, what game? Like SimCity, are they comparable to that, or is SimCity much more streamlined and pretty intuitive, and like compared to oh, Surviving Mars? Well, that was a long time ago, and I was playing on a PC at that time. Right. So. See, that's just it. Like these kind of games are almost always easier on PC, aren't they? Oh, I can't argue with that. No, oh, all right. well, so I would agree. Yeah. So you, so I see here in the new game, there's difficulty uh, levels of international, USA, yeah. and what are the other difficulty levels? Do you? Oh, there's. I think I think the Russian one's supposed to be pretty difficult. I think the uh, 
Indian one is either difficult or semi-difficult. Like, is North Korea on there? Can you play as North Korea trying to colonize Mars and it's, like, almost impossible? No, but you can play a corporation. Um, and that, I think Europe has a... Really? I think, uh, I think uh, yeah, I think Europe has their own. I, I, I don't wanna, remember. I want to play as Kim Jong-un, and I just want to start sending up people willy-nilly and see what happens. I don't know why that's not in the game. That should be in the game. I, you know, I... I I think he might have a point there. Let's talk about let's, <laughs> let's talk about scanning and probing. So, what's the difference between a scan and a probe in this game? Like, like oh, be, be gentle with with the probe, okay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, when you, you when you first start and you're orbiting, you have two probes, and when you probe a certain area of the graph. You're going to get instant results of what the resources are. Okay. But you only have two of those. Scanning takes, man. Uh, you can fast forward to the time cycle, and it still takes quite a while. Seriously? So, almost, so they've made so this. Yeah. They've made this fairly realistic. Then it. it oh yeah. Oh, well, well. One way of doing it <laughs> is start the game, orbit over, probe a couple. Uh, actually, I take that back. I think you start with four probes especially if you're uh, on international. Um, so you probe four squares. If you come up with something great, move on. Uh, by, by exiting out, reloading where you left off, and uh, uh, probing a different area. So kind of a little exploit. Okay, so, so it's not randomized each time you go up? Are you following me? Yeah. So you basically... you. Because it starts out, you're, when you're in orbit, it's like you have a square square area, and it's graphed up right. in different sections. So pick four squares, see what's there, log, uh, log out, then log back in, go somewhere else, and kind of get an idea of what you're doing. Hmm. And then once you start getting too impatient for that, also do some scanning so you can get some other stuff out too. It's so, a little bit of an exploit. But yeah, no. no, but, you know, in these types of games, you kind of need all the help you can get. Yeah, but when what you're really looking for, your dome to really help your uh, any listeners that actually want to play this game, um, to help your listeners out though, your dome has to be near your metal and your rare metal extractors. So you want to make it. So you kind of have to uh, after you try it out a few times, get a site you know feel for the size of the dome and kind of get a general idea of where you would place it if you had metal and stuff uh, nearby. But uh, the metals and the rare metals extractors have to be really close to your dome in order for them to work. Now, your concrete extractors don't have to be, but that's another subject. <laughs> but the, the rare metals help you get electro, uh, uh, manufactured electronics, and they also help you get income from um, Earth because you export it to earth okay so let's talk about income how do you make money in the game like is it export export rare metals that's it that's uh, at least to this point in the game yeah okay so i'm guessing money's tight then like it's hard to come by depending on the difficulty yeah exactly that's one of the things yeah. that make it harder yeah because you need now the money i will say this yeah. uh regular metals are available on the surface but the problem is is you can run out of uh metals on the surface. Okay. So it's always good to have both uh, an extractor 
and and to collect them up top too. So you're not really are you building a city then a colony or like are you building are you just trying to to survive like have your colonists survive or are you just trying to make money like what's the point to the game? First objective is just survival, but in order to survive you need to have all your resources electronics, uh, machine parts, polymers, um, food obviously. Um, you need water nearby to extract. You need metals nearby to extract. You need concrete because you need concrete to uh, maintain your dome. Okay. It also helps build your dome. Uh, so you can upgrade your, your dome and, and or your drone and, and you can get that, um, I'm guessing. like. Well, it's not so much an upgrade to repair, but you can eventually learn how to build bigger domes. Okay. So there I was going to say, so you're not up- Okay. So there are upgrades down the road. Like. How many hours do you have into this game? Probably about 80. So you've got 80 hours Maybe into this so. game. And how many times have you started over? Oh, I've lost track. Okay, so let's talk about... Well, let's talk so about... theoretically, <laughs> I should be way further than I am. So let's talk... But let's, this is a bad gamer show, so... Yeah, yeah no, okay. you're... Dude, seriously, you're, you're, you're probably ahead of the curve here. Let's talk about how difficult this game is. So, like, when you talk about... Because this sounds a lot like a SimCity kind of... Like, you're not fighting anybody, are, are you? There's no enemies to, to fight. Is there? Or I, I, I thought that there's a possibility of it. I haven't ran into it yet. I, I think on the higher difficulty levels, maybe. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far into it. Okay. I mean, I've been playing for a long time. But I'm just well, if you're 80 hours into it and you haven't, like, tried to fight anybody, I think there might be a safe bet there's no aliens on Mars, I'm guessing. I don't know. Well, you do have to worry about uh, meter showers and sure. dust devils. Okay. Well, that, yeah, so in just environmental stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, like, let's talk about the difficulty then in this game. If you were going to compare. Well, I'm on the very. Well, I was just, so you're on the, like, the lowest level, right? You're, like, on international, very easy or whatever. Yeah, it's it's challenging on that. Okay. So, like, how hard is this game? Like, if you're saying it's challenging and you've started over countless times. Like on a scale of one to ten, one being this is the easiest game I've ever played. This is the My Little Pony uh, adventure. To ten, this game is insanely difficult, and I don't know why I keep trying to bang my head into the wall. Like, is this what is uh, it? On a scale of one ten, seven or eight. <sighs> okay, so it's fairly difficult. I mean, if you're yeah, going to say no. if it's an eight or a seven and a half, like that's pretty difficult. Like, there's no well, way your typical bad gamer can just jump into this and be good. Yeah, well, the thing is, it does try your patience. I, but that's part of the reason why I'm playing is because, you know, I, I like to test my patience a little while, uh, once in a while, and try to, you know, sure. slow things down a little bit. So and it, it makes me think about, uh, you know, the resources and sick. Yeah, it's like, like a, it's a strategy game in the sense that you're really having to map out and plan out ahead of time what you're going to do. You have to be thinking several steps ahead from where you are. You can't do that too much because I've done that and you run into uh, resource problems. So you got to keep you, you can get away with that at the beginning. But when you're at the uh, when you get you can do that when you have when you're preparing for your colonists to arrive and when your first colonists to arrive, you can get away with it to a point, but you have to slow it down once you get your second set of colonists because things become more complicated. You start running lower on money. 
and you, you got to rely more on the productivity of your, uh, of your uh, colonists. So how many, okay. So, I mean, how many different types of factories are there? So there's, there's several metals and resources that you've talked about, but I'm guessing you have to refine those, right? Well, they don't have anything for refinery. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that happens within the factory, but, uh, you start out with, well, there's the, the electronics factory, the machine factory, machine uh, parts factory, the um, polymer factory. I know there's an electrics, electronics factory you can upgrade to. Um, I'm sure there's other ones you upgrade to, but they have like different farms. And, you know, I know we were talking about factories. Sorry, farms came on my mind. So, but. Okay, so like you've played like Farmville and stuff like that, or Farm Simulator and that kind of like. No, you don't. The, the farms they don't have that type of detail, but you have different types of farms you can operate. The, uh, the easiest and first one you get is the, uh, the hydronics farm. So, what kind of resources do you have to manage then? Like, are you having to manage besides like all of your uh, metals that you're sending out? What other resources? Like, do you have to resource? Do you have to manage air and food and waste? And oh, yeah. Oh, well, the only waste that you have to manage is the dump waste. <laughs> and I mean, by, isn't, that, uh, is it, isn't that redundant? <laughs> I mean, it is. Okay. Uh, I meant like. For like, if you're extracting uh, water, there's the uh, you know the soil and the dirt that uh, piles up. You have to have a dumping site for it because you do have to manage your storage too. And dump sites is part of storage. What? This game sounds. I don't know if I want to. You're scaring me off of this game. Yeah, it's it's like it, it. I haven't even mentioned half of the details that that can be monitored. On, and so, I don't even necessarily watch all. Information. So I see that there, like, so you can have open air gyms, diners, gardens, casinos, space bars, etc. Is this to keep your colonists happy? So you have to manage their morale as well. Yeah, but you got to be careful with the casinos and space bars because. Uh, uh, <laughs> the, many, no, I'm serious. Too many vices. AI, yeah, exactly. It can cause uh, productivity <laughs> issues in your factory. So. I mean, if you're if your uh, colonists getting too bored, you might not have a choice. But uh, so I would avoid almost, them at the beginning. This is almost like a city management type of game. You no, know, it is. It is a city management type of game. Yeah. So it's you're, not. Yeah. Except it, for the city's a colony. Yeah. For sure. Like I, you know, and 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 I don't mind those types of games. It's just I prefer games like uh, your your uh, civilization games. You go out, you collect the resources, yeah, you build stuff. Yeah. This is like, yeah, you got to do that, but you've also got to micromanage every tiny little bit of information that comes in. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. If I wanted to do that, I'd work in a cubicle. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's not for everybody. No, I don't know, man. Like I, I don't know what you do in the real world when you're not a gamer, Curtis. But I can just imagine you're like some sort of city planner or you work with numbers or something because you're like, this game's amazing. Look what I do. It sounds awful. I don't even know how Mike plays it. I th The only reason Mike plays this game, I think, is to watch everything crash and burn. <laughs> so, Mike, if you're listening, I just have a feeling you just want to watch all of your columnists die slowly. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know, man. This sounds like so. What do the graphics look like on this game? Are they like are, for a? Because look, we all know that R- RTS games, strategy games, sim games, for the most part. I'm not talking about all of them. I'm not, but I'm just I'm painting with a broad brush here, people. When you're talking about graphics, like that's like the last thing that the developer really focuses on is graphics because it's not so much about how the game looks as it is how the game plays and the mechanics. And it sounds like this game is very in depth and the mechanics are, are pretty good. And, and, and the micromanagement is apparently spot on. So what, what, what are the graphics looking like on this game there, Curtis? Well, I like the graphics, but uh, I think I mentioned earlier, I thought the graphics of uh, sea of thieves looked pretty good. So. so is this cartoony? Is this stylized? Is it over the top stylized? Is it Saturday morning Scooby-Doo? looking or does it look like yeah okay it might look like a cartoon but it, you know it's not over the top caricatures of cartoons well you're not going to have a, a good close-up view of your of your uh, columnist and it's probably going to be looking kind of cartoony but uh, the, the overall graphics i think are pretty good okay but I, I think my my standards are a little bit different than yours in graphics so so you would give this a one on a scale of one to ten for graphics Oh, graphics! Yeah. Um, the overall, I'd give it. I would give it a seven point five. And what do you think I would give these graphics? A six. Okay. Well, I mean that. I look. If I'm giving something a six, it's still good, right? Yeah. 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 I, I. 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 I can be fairly critical of games. Sometimes, it's not Kingdom Come Deliverance for whatever reason. That game, I, I can't be critical of that game. Like, it doesn't something's wrong? I, I love that game. Doesn't matter. I will say this uh, from listening to you. I would be surprised if you actually like this game yourself. <laughs> okay. But I just, but even though I like real time strategy games, I like these types of sim games. You're like, yeah, you're not gonna like this Crowley. That, I mean, I could be, but I don't think you would. I think it'd be, um, yeah, I don't, I, I, I would have a hard time seeing you enjoy this game. <laughs> now I want to play it just so I could poo poo it. Just so I can be like, this game is awful, Curtis. What are you talking about? Why did you make me buy this game? Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me let me ask you this, because I'm looking for something that I can play, like I can pick up and get into and then put down, and then pick up and get into and and then and, and, and put down relatively quickly. Uh, is this that, or is it like you're sitting down for several hours at a time to, to really deep dive into this game? Well, it is that type of game, okay. but if you wanted to go out slow, there's no reason why you couldn't. I don't because well, I, I mean, want to watch my colony burn. <laughs> no, you don't. I mean, you can you can pause it and then save it and then come back to it. So later. let me ask you this: Have you let a colony? Have you let a colony that you have created just crash and burn? No. So you're like, this isn't going the way I want it to go. I'm going to start over. Exactly. Hey, you are such a bad gamer. Oh, thank you, <laughs> Chris. Find an exploit, right? That's right. You are perfect for this show, man. You are the type of, you are exactly the gamer that we've catered to. It's not going the way I want it to go. Screw it. Start over. I'm not even going to load a previous save. I'm just going to start from scratch. That's how bad I am. Are there any, are there any microtransactions, loot boxes, or games as a service features with this game? Uh, not yet. Not then this game's already better than Seaman Thieves. <laughs> Because it sounds well, like it's I, got a ton of content where Seaman Thieves has none, and there's not gonna, you, there's no DLC, there's not games as a service. So this game is already 
it's higher than a one on my scale. And that's really, I mean, honestly, that's all you can really ask for. I would say this. I don't think there's a strong need to, to get the premium uh, version of this. So there are two different, let, let, let's talk about this real quick. If you are interested in this game, which I certainly am still interested in this game, there are two different versions of the game that you can get. There's the, the, the regular version, which is how much 60 bucks, 40 bucks, 50 bucks, somewhere around there. Something like that, and then there's the premium, and then it's like an extra, which is which is what it's like a collector's edition or a, a yeah something like that. It's like an extra twenty or something. Yeah, so you're spending eighty dollars. No, I think it's sixty. I think the the base game's forty, and I'd have to double check, but I'm not going to because I'm a bad gamer and a bad podcaster. Uh, and then and then it's sixty dollars for for the and I just I don't. It's not a triple A title. I don't think. In fact, the only AAA titles that RTS typically have are your your uh, I wouldn't even say your MOBAs are AAA titles, but you'll have every once in a while, like your Star Wars Empire at War would be AAA, SimCity, uh, that that uh, franchise would be a AAA. Um, I think I think The Sims would be AAA, and then obviously Tactics, Final Fantasy Tactics, those types of games. So there are AAA titles in the genre. Uh, that probably you could justify if new versions of these games were to come out and uh, you could justify spending $60. I don't know if I could justify spending $60 on this type of game. I don't even know if I could justify spending $40 on this type of game. Because it's not, like you said, the graphics are there, but it's secondary to the mechanics and the gameplay, right? Well, I, I like video I can't do so. The graphics are important to me. But uh, the mechanics are very complex. It's a, I mean, they spent a lot of time on this game. There's no denying that. Were, were there yeah. any patches for this game day one? I'm pretty sure there was. There okay. typically is yeah, with any right? game. With any game, yeah, exactly. Like, it just it doesn't matter. <laughs> Anymore, game comes out. So rate this game overall. What are you, you going to give it overall? The whole kit uh, and caboodle. I'm going to give it an eight. You're going to give it an eight. And I'm giving it, and I'm probably being over overly generous because I like it. So I, if I was to give a more honest, I'd say a seven or seven point five. Oh, I'm going to say. Look at that. I'm going to say that seven and seven and a half. If you're being honest, huh? Yeah, but personally, I want to give it. A, but personally, you want to give it a, an eight, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, and it's like my my. I paid for this. This is how I feel about the game. Well, I, I just did a quick, you know, because I, I don't want to be a horrible podcaster. I just want to be a bad podcaster along with, with a bad gamer. I just looked it up, and that's that. You're, it's pretty much spot on. Uh, Steam users give it a 6 out of 10, and uh, Metacritic has it at 77%. Oh, okay. So you're, like, you're right in line with everybody else, man. I mean, uh, that's pretty good. So, so you, would, you, would, you would definitely recommend this game. I would recommend it to someone who is either patient or would like to try to be patient. Have I ever uh, given you any indication whatsoever on in anything that I am a patient individual? I'm just talking about when it comes to games, there's times that I just want to basically get in the action. And some people just always want to be in the action. So if, if you're really in action games, this is not a game for you. Right. I like sim games. I, I like you could probably tell from my from what I said I liked like Empire at War, Shogun Two, Total War, Final Fantasy Tech. Like I don't know, I'm more into the 
action oriented strategy games, the war strategy games than I am this type of game. But that doesn't mean that I would, I'd still want to play it. Cause I've always found it fascinating. Like the Kerbal space program. Like, Oh yeah. I almost got that. Yeah. Like those types of games, man, like anything that has to do with space, uh, colonizing another pl- I'm all for, I think it's great. I think it's great fun because we'll probably, it will never that happen. That game any good. What Kerbal cool. space program. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, pff. we should play it. We should do a It's new to me segment. Do Kerbal Space Program. That game is amazing. So, yeah. So there it is. There's the show. That That's our RTS and games as a service show. Uh, the Surviving Mars Breakdown with Curtis. That was amazing, Curtis. Thank you uh, uh, so much for coming on and, and doing that. That was, uh, you know, very informative. Look at that. You got a little clap going on for you. Like that. Yeah. Oh, shucks. You didn't even get this. Get good scrubs. I mean, how many times did Cab get, get good scrubs? Last week. He got that all the time because it was awful. This was not awful. This was very informative. And I, I enjoyed it. And honestly, I, I will say Cobb did a great job. Yeah. Or, or is it, it Cobb or Cab? I call him Cab. I don't know. You know what? As long as you call him an hey. Xbox user, I don't think it matters what you call him. <laughs> Get good scrubs. <laughs> I'm joking. We love having Cab on the show. Uh, we love having Curtis on the show. We love having everybody on the show. If you want to come on the show, drop us a line, email, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Even you can give us a call. It's all there. Click the see more button at the end at the at the bottom there in the show notes. You'll see it. Uh, so Curtis, once again, thanks for coming on, buddy. I, I appreciate it. You've kind of made me shy away maybe from surviving mars but if it goes on sale i might pick it up because i kind of do want it's been a while since i've been in a good rts and this sounds like it's a deep dive into micromanagement yeah it definitely is a micromanagement so yeah no so uh once again curtis thanks for coming on appreciate it next week uh uh garrick will be on and uh then, well, thanks for having me on hey anytime buddy um just make sure uh, that uh, you tune in next week when when Garrick's on. We'll be talking Far Cry 5 and God only knows what else. Who knows? So uh, until then, keep being bad. <laughs>